Hi, Chico Hospital for Cats here with another episode, and thanks for joining us. Today, we are here with my co-worker, Bree. I, myself, am Sam or Samet, and we have a guest here, uh, dear Hannah Braden from the Fur Shelter here in Butte County. And so we will start with, you know, chatting about what... Hannah does for the fur organization and what fur is all about. So hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? Good. So Hannah, um, why don't you go ahead and just first introduce yourself to all of our followers, um, kind of like what your title is, what you do for fur and where you guys kind of all originated from. Yeah. So I'm Hannah Braden. I am currently the president for fur. Um, I'm also a volunteer and um, I can be considered the adoption coordinator as well. So we're a very small volunteer-based organization. We started from the campfire and we started as the same thing, very, very, very small with volunteers and help from the community. Got situated in paradise back in December, 2018, started a base camp and began rescuing and reuniting cats as owners requested. Uh, we rescued and reunited over 200 cats with their owners and then after that, we kind of quickly realized that we were needed in Butte County and surrounding areas in Northern California to continue rescuing and, and helping in other aspects of, of rescue. How the first spark of, you know, you said campfire and then we started coming together to help. How was that very first inspiration, that very first need? How did that happen? Like who and how did say, okay, we need to do something about this? Everybody was kind of off on their own, you know, helping people and seeing the need, you know, you could see the need on Facebook and, and mm -hmm. on the news and everything. And everybody kind of just came together and ended up meeting one another, whether it was at the Chico shelter mm -hmm. or just passing by in town, seeing people coming into town with evacuated animals. And we kind of all just realized we needed to do something. And, and that's how it started. I mean, just see, just seeing the need um, and how many people needed help. I mean, it was so severe. Nobody had ever seen anything like this. And especially with all the local shelters got full so fast. Um, all the emergency shelters were overfilled and there were cats everywhere. I mean, you would just come out here at night. I, I, I'm a paradise resident and I would walk my street at night and with my flashlight and there'd just be cat eyes everywhere. Wow. Yeah, so the, the need was there, and um, we made it happen. So did for the adoption center itself kind of manifest from you guys having cats left over from campfires that hadn't been reclaimed by owners? So the adoption center uh, was in need, um, especially with our pet smarts and our pet codes being filled by other local rescues that are in the area. Um, you know, it was really hard for us to get our cats out there and get them seen and we hadn't, you know, became involved with Finder or anything like that yet, you know. So we were like, okay, let's get a let's get a small spot where we can have the cats and and get them seen by the public. Um, we did have a few, you know, leftover fire cats uh, with us still, um, but we knew, I'd say, six months post fire that we wanted to continue to do this, not just for fire cats. And so that was kind of part of our goal was to, you know, have, have an adoption center, have it a boutique to raise money for the organization. So yeah, it, it did help get our name out there and, and our mission and, and what we do. 
So six months later, when you guys said, okay, we're going to keep doing this, did the mission of for change or did you have to adjust it to a different, you know, direction or because the fire was basically slowly, you know, over and people were just into the recovering phase at that point? Yeah, um, our, our mission statement remained the same. Our mission is advocating and caring for animals in need, providing a voice for the voiceless who otherwise would be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that went hand in hand with the thousands of animals, you know, that were um, unfortunately, you know, left because their owners were at work or whatever the situation was during the fire. Um, and then that goes, you know, hand in hand with, you know, the kittens that people bring us that have been dumped or, you know, um, so the mission is, has stayed the same. It's just more so now because we are such broad spectrum rescue. Um, we do still help in disasters and, and we help in every, every aspect of rescue from TNR to disaster. So, so what is, uh, what is your guys' involvement with the bear fires? Were you guys involved in that in any aspect or? Yeah. So, um, once the evacuation orders were lifted, um, because we aren't, you know, authorized by the County to get in there during evac. So, once EVAC was lifted, we were able to put out a rescue request form and for property owners that were still missing cats that hadn't been found by the, the bigger organizations. And so we still have rescue requests coming in almost every day. So we do have a small group of volunteers that go out and do feeding stations on the properties where we have permission. If we sight a cat on our game cameras, we, we post it out, uh, see if we can get a match on it. If we get a match on it, we pull it and get it reunited with its family. So we actually were able to trap a cat last night. His name is Winston mm-hmm. and he's going home with his family tomorrow. So. Amazing. Yeah, that's priceless right there to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a great feeling. And, you know, I, I was very grateful that I, I my home survived and I was able to get all my animals out in the campfire, but I can only imagine what people went through. And so just to be able to give them that hope and that little bit of light when everything's gone is is what it's all about. Um, so let's touch on, because uh, I know... You were in Paradise originally. You had a spot in Chico, but you guys have landed in a third spot that's larger, correct? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a little bit larger. So we kind of, you know, how we started out, you know, in Paradise, we were, it was an emergency situation. That's how we saw it. You know, we set up without getting the proper permits. Um, and that was, you know, a hassle through animal control and everything. And, you know, we finally were just like, okay, we're done. And we decided to go completely foster-based. And honestly, it has been a blessing in disguise to go foster-based. I prefer it. It's a lot easier, especially when you don't have that many volunteers that kennels. And it's a lot less permitting and stuff that you have to go through. Um, so, yeah. And then we ended up moving down to Chico and getting this very small, small adoption space. Um, the new space offers two different rooms. So we have the fosters come in and they drop off the cats for adoption events. Um, and we host adoptions, you know, almost every day um, that we can, as long as we have appointments, we'll have fosters bring their cats over. We have a kitten room um, that is set up where the kittens can go and play during the day while they wait to be adopted. And then we also have an adult room for the same thing. Adults can go and play and hang out with each other. And then We've been given, since it's a bigger space, we actually have now a little adoption room with a couch where people can sit and fill out paperwork um, and meet and greet their cats that they're interested in. And then we're able to have a storage space for our food and litter. 
that we provide when the cats are there. And then um, the front space is being used as our boutique. Um, so we have our shirts that are there for sale, um, jewelry that's been donated um, that we can raise you know, money off of and, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's, um, it's been nice. It's, it's not much bigger than the other location, but it has different corridors and, and it's in a much better location foot traffic wise. So we're right next to John and Bonds and Mountain Mikes and stuff. So <laughs> John and we, Bonds we, and Mountain Mikes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we get a lot of, you know, interested people wondering what we're doing. So it's, it's a good spot to be. So um, what is your adoption process like then? If somebody's looking to adopt, do you guys have um, qualifications that you're looking for, certain boxes to check off? Uh, do they contact you directly? Like when we have people who are looking for cats coming to us, what do we need to tell them? Yeah, so um, people contact us directly. You know, we do also use a pet finder as well now. And then we do post our cats out on Facebook. Um, but yeah, if people are looking to adopt and have them call us. Our phone number is 530-413-7955. Um, and they can call. Um, we are set up right now due to COVID by appointment only. So we're not really doing too many open hours unless it's just one family at a time. And then they can also email us. It's friendsunitedinrescue at gmail.com um, if they're inquiring about a cat. And honestly, you know, the, the boxes that I want to check off when looking for an adopter is I like adopters that are patient because, you know, the cats can act a certain way with us and act a completely different way with them. Um, so, you know, we have had those, we have had a couple cats, you know, that have been returned, very few though, that, you know, they didn't uh, warm up fast enough or, you know, they didn't come out of their shelf fast enough because um, some of our cats are, you know, wonderful and loving. And then the second, you know, they get into a new environment, every, every cat takes, you know, weeks, if not months to warm up. So that's, that's my biggest thing is, is patience and obviously the love for cats. And we can weed that out pretty quick. You know, um, we haven't had, thankfully, any bad adoptions, you know, that we've known of, of people that don't love cats. We also do charge a little bit higher fee, obviously, because we are donation-based. Um, so we charge anywhere um, on our adoption weekends. We have the big events. We charge $80 per kitten. And uh, we will send them out in pairs for $120. That includes their spay, neuter, microchip, vaccines, nice. flea treatment, and dewormer. Um, our adults can range anywhere from 30 to 50, depending on ailments or their age. So yeah, the, the process is quite simple. You just give us a call or send us an email and then we'll set you up with an appointment and you come in and meet. And if you end up liking one of the kitties, we have our adoption paperwork is actually pretty extensive. Um, <laughs> some of my volunteers were like, really, Hannah, you had to put that many questions in there? <laughs> but I just like to know my biggest question is what makes you the perfect cat owner? You know, that, that's my biggest question that I ask people. And, you know, what's your experience with cats? And I understand some people are first time, you know, cat owners. So we do provide the materials to get you set up with that, how to acclimate them, all, all that good stuff. You know, how kids can look and tell the different expressions. We have this little pamphlet that we hand out um, showing how cats can have their ears back and have the ears down and, and what that symbolizes so little kids can kind of understand not to not to push their buttons. <laughs> so um, speaking of kids, Breed uh, mentioned to me that you guys had also a program called Children Reading to Cats program. Yeah. Tell us yeah, a little bit so about that's, that. That sounds really cute. <laughs> Yeah, so that's something we're hoping to implement pretty soon. We're still trying to, you know, figure out the logistics of all yeah. of it. 
but so, um, and especially with COVID too. Oh, so yes. we're hoping, and, and that's another thing we're like, we have to, obviously, if you bring your child in, you have to be accompanied, the child has to be accompanied by an adult or guardian. We're hoping to get the, the kids into, you know, our, our adoption rooms and start reading. Um, and <laughs> it'll help, it'll help, you know, the, the cats are around adults all day long. So if we can get cats in homes where there's kids and they're okay with kids, that, that makes it to where more of our cats can be adopted. That's a very uh, good point. Yeah. And so, you know, and then it also helps the shy cats come out. You know, when we used to have our place in paradise, we had a really nice volunteer that would come and read to the shy cats. And within a week, she'd have the ones that were hiding sitting on her lap, you know, <laughs> so it, it really helps. And then we were going to kind of offer an incentive to, you know, we're trying to figure out how to do it, but we were thinking, you know, every three times you come to read a book, you get a free ice cream at John and Bonds or, hmm. you know, a small pizza at Mountain Mike's. So right next door. we're going to have, yeah, so we're going to have little reading cards, you know, that they'll basically punch a clock with us every time they come in to read and, and then they'll get rewards for it too. And then we get rewards because our cats will be able to go into more homes. So Hoping to implement that pretty soon. It sounds really great. I I really like it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea as well. All right. I have one more question here to wind things up. I know we talked about the adoption process. What do you guys do in terms of like relinquishment when somebody is looking to find a spot for their animal they can't care for anymore? What is your process? Is there a certain area that you guys will um, take an animal in from? Do you want a surrender fee? What's that process like? So what we do is, you know, um, because we're foster based, you know, we don't have kennels set up where we can just keep taking in cats um, and stuff is, especially if it's in, you know, Chico, we always refer out to the other resources, refer out to Chico Animal Control, uh, Chico Animal Shelter, refer out to Chico Cat Coalition, all the, all the places that were in effect before we were ever here. And so what I do is like, let's say somebody gives us a call and says, Hey, you know, I've got a kitten that I need to surrender. I say, okay, have you contacted Chico animal shelter or have you contacted Chico cat coalition? And they say, no, I say, okay, we'll give them a call. And if you haven't found any help, you know, by next week, when we have some foster room available, we can help you out. Um, so we do try and not necessarily be last resort because we are there for their, those emergency situations in the blink of an eye. Um, but it's, that's, that's our way of, you know, uh, pushing, pushing it off and seeing if the other places can help, or maybe they can, you know, find a family member that can help or, you know, somebody else, um, just because, you know, the cat population is, is insane and the calls come in all day long. And then there's calls that we just have to turn down and there's calls Mm -hmm. that we can't turn down, you know, um, we, we get, we got a call, you know, about a kitten, that needed to be surrendered and she had a huge, you know, wound on her side. And it's like, you know, how do we say no to that? And she definitely needed, you know, medical care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I always just, you know, refer out first. Um, if we're open um, and we have space, you know, we can take, uh, we do intake uh, privately at our foster homes. Um, when we meet with the people that are wanting to surrender, uh, we do, um, 
not ask for a fee. We ask if they'd like to make a donation towards the spaying and neutering because the majority of the time the cat's not spayed or neutered mm-hmm. or vaccinated. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, that, and that donation is solely up to the person that's surrendering. So if I can ask you personally, being a part of her, what's, what are the rewarding sides of it? How do you feel? How do you, what's your motivation? And also, you know, we can also talk about the obstacles maybe or, or harder times you have, but my wife also, I started um, volunteering at the CCC, the cat coalition years ago, maybe like, I don't know, five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not so much now that I'm so busy, but my wife does that too. So um, I know there's some challenging days sometimes, and there's also days that you are extremely happy and, and inspired to be a part of it. So what, what are your feelings? Honestly, my, my biggest thing is when we, get, when we get cats in that are in really bad shape and you see them do a full 360 and go to a wonderful home. That, that's why I'm here and that's why I do it. Um, and that started obviously with the campfire, seeing these cats coming out of you know, basically hell on earth and going, going back home and and being loved. Um, that, that's why I'm here for it. And then honestly, the, the family that I've made a second family that I've made with the people that I work with, um, we're all very close, tight knit, uh, work very well together. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons I'm still here. (laughs) So, because, because speaking of obstacles, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, can really, um, break your heart yeah. and upset you and you know, where you just feel like you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the really horrible things, you know, that happen with cats and um, you know, we, we, we lose cats and, you know, especially with us being, you know, uh, we do help a lot with kittens and neonates and, and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, you do have the loss there. So it's, it's very heartbreaking, but being able to work with people that are like-minded and that, that feel the same as you, um, it is really rewarding. Um, and then, um, obviously the love of cats. I mean, you know, that I, I never, before the campfire, I really wasn't a cat, a cat person. Oh, really? And, yeah. My husband is, <laughs> um, I was always, I was always a big fan of dogs and, and then I started working with cats and I was like, I got really into it. You know, I learned how, you know, to take care of them properly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I, you know, I can handle feral cats now. <laughs> do you have uh, cats? Um, do you own cats now in your house after that? Uh, oh, I've always, I, I've always owned a cat, um, uh, but I have more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I foster, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm this huge cat advocate, cat lover. People think I'm a crazy cat lady now. Some, <laughs> of, my, some of my friends think I'm crazy. Like, you're not that same person you were three years ago. Um, wow. But but yeah, it's it's been amazing. And, you know, it's just like, you know, we always wonder what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the when the campfire happened, that changed who I was. Uh, it really did. I mean, I did a full 360 and not necessarily like with my kindness, my kindness remained the same for people in need, but my, my wanting to help the less fortunate animals, you know, especially cats. I've, I've worked with dogs. I've worked at animal shelters before working with dogs, but I never noticed like the cat populations until I start until I started with the fire. Um, and then now I go to in and out or I go to Carl's Jr. and there's cats mm-hmm. everywhere. I never <laughs> used to I never used to see it. Now I just drive down the road and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a cat. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, it's a lot of fun too. You know, it's, it's, it's different. If people don't get it, it's like, Oh, we're going to go do a TNR. We get all excited. We're going to go spay and neuter. No more babies. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really nice to meet people like you that we know, you know, dedicate their time and their um, effort into this. Yeah, it's great it's, to have an organization. And like I said, we, that's why I wanted to feature you because I know how much I know Sunal. And I, yeah. you know, I know you guys are very passionate about what you do and you're taking good care of these animals. And that's not the case always. So, yeah, yeah, no. And that's, um, it, that's the thing. I mean, we, we love them. Like we love them like they're our own, you know, and that's my biggest thing is that when I adopt out a cat on the paperwork is um, sir, I have a, where they have to initial is surrendering of the animal. I tell people, you know, and we go, we go up to Oregon and host adoptions up there sometimes. And I tell people, I say, look, I said, we might be four hours away from Medford, but if you ever have an issue with this cat, call us. I don't want to see that cat at a shelter. I don't want to see it on Craigslist. I don't want to see it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's, and I have, I had one cat that needed to be surrendered in Oregon and I drove up that day oh. and I got the cat because wow. we, you know, we, we put so much time and effort and love into these amazing creatures Mm -hmm. that we don't ever want them to end up in bad hands, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, and we, we all know everybody that works in veterinary medicine or rescue or whatever it happens. And um, so we always go that extra step for them, you know, and especially, you know, with, with the young ones who, you know, have came from a, you know, a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. Mom abandoned them or mom was taken away mm-hmm. um, or they're found in a ditch or something, you know, and then to see them thrive, if people need to surrender them, just, just give them back to us, you know? When, and that's the thing is, especially if it's our animal, you know, if, again, if you want to donate, but we don't charge a fee to get yeah. an animal back to us. We just want them safe and sound. So would you like to repeat with, uh, for us and the listeners one more time before we close the episode as far as how to contact you, um, especially for local listeners? I mean, we get listeners from all over the place, and thank you, listener, for that. But um, sometimes local people might want to know, um, you know, you mentioned earlier the number and uh, the email address. Do you guys, are you guys on social media? You guys have a Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, yeah we, bo- we have both. Um, yeah, so we're on Facebook and it's fur, F-U-R hyphen Friends United and Rescue Inc. Um, and then it is Friends United and Rescue on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the phone number again is 530-413-7955. And then you can also contact us by email, which is Friends United and Rescue at gmail.com. And we also have our website, which is friendsunitedandrescue.org. No, okay, perfect. Uh, we'll add these to our podcast yeah, we'll episode notes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm really happy to meet you and to listen to what you guys do. It makes me really actually inspired and happy. Do you have anything else to add, Bree? No, I just thank you again for uh, sitting down with us and talking. And yeah, of course. Us. All right, thanks so much. All yeah. right, thank you.